This is where we meet, sharing conversations from New Mexico and beyond. I'm Alice Morillon, and this show is supported by the Northern Rio Grande National Heritage Area. Taos Center for the Arts would like to recognize that it operates on the homelands of the Red Widow people of Taos Pueblo. We'd like to honor the ongoing dedication and importance of Native and Indigenous cultures within our community and within the land we live, learn, and exist on. Our guests today are the four members of Lone Pinon, that is Jordan Wax, Santiago Romero, Tania Nunez, and Karina Wilson. Lone Pinon is a New Mexican string band, or orchestra typica, whose music celebrates the integrity and diversity of our region's cultural roots. With fiddles, upright bass, guitars, accordions, viola, and bilingual vocals, they play a wide spectrum of the traditional music that is at home in New Mexico. This interview is edited into two segments, and you're listening to the second one. In this part of the recording, the band performs two songs and shares information to better understand the structure and the meaning of their music. Me 
bonitos que me están mandando Aunque tú me desprecies te quiero Tus ojitos ya me han embrujado Yo quisiera que no seas ingrata Y que vuelvas conmigo a mi lado Ojitos bonitos me están acabando Ojitos bonitos que me están matando mash up with an introduction of a song Chapulín from Eddie Dimas. So the arrangement that we do of Ayojitas I guess would be closest to Roberto Griego? Yeah, it comes from, that's kind of the inspiration of where that song became like this thing that has been heard in New Mexico billions of hours and <laughs> almost every time you turn on the radio in Albuquerque the odds are about 20% that you, it will be playing. <laughs> um, uh, so that, that was a huge part of of the that song but it's like a lot of the songs that make up new mexico spanish music it's an old ranchera that has been around the north north of mexico for going way back and uh i don't know in this case if someone wrote it or if it's just different verses that came and kind of coalesced as a song almost like a communal effort and then some of the a couple of the things like that lick we do at the end That's something that you hear a lot in New Mexico Spanish music and ranchera, mm -hmm. but it's also part of older guitar rancheras and harp music from Mexico. That that thing that I, that is in the original uh, Roberto Griego version, but it also is in tons of other stuff. Um, and then some of the other licks come from different conjunto versions before his, like like when Karina and I do. Sounds really bluegrassy, which is fun, but that's actually an accordion lick from, from uh, more like a conjunto norteño version that we harmonize with violin and accordion. And then when we do in the middle, and Karina does that, that's a, that's kind of a quote from uh, Los Relámpagos del Norte, uh, Ramon Ayala and Cornelio Reina. They they use that in. It's also kind of like a bit that's used in other songs, like a a little shtick that can be reapplied like a tool, but uh, a lot of their version starts with that, so we we lifted that and put it as like the transition into the middle guitar solo. Yeah, and then Chapulín, that that Santiago mentioned, that's an Eddie Dimas tune, like Tanya was was referring to, like this album of of guitar polkas that you know caught on like wildfire in northern New Mexico <laughs> uh, and uh, we do have wildfire and yeah not, <laughs> not to bring up a source <laughs> <on that. laughs> um, but yeah <laughs> but those are those are a really cool thing to get to play like because that's really where this you know as the violin music kind of disappeared that is what kind of picked up the torch um, so and Santiago having that connection to learning that so young and kind of him picking up that torch. It's really cool to get to weave that into our music whenever we can and 
they fit together really well. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's exciting and, and uh, adds one more thing to get people on their feet. And a lot of these tunes I think people have never heard on fiddle. Mm -hmm. So like when we play like yeah. like another kind of mashup that we have called Mosquitote, it starts with the guitar which most people have heard, but when the fiddle comes in it's like people's ears are like completely like they're they're turning around wondering what is going on here, you know? It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so we're using fiddle acoustic instruments, whereas, like, since the Roberto Griego version of that, it kind of established that as something like it got popular in New Mexico after rock and roll and electric instruments. So that version that, that is, you know, an awesome version that he did is like just perfect kind of R&B rock ensemble uh, dynamic, but uh, it's really fun to see what happens when you bring it back to an older uh, instrumentation and purely acoustic. The song performed and explained by Lumpinon was I Ojitos. In this next part, Jordan Wax gives context to La Madre de los Maizales, an original song. I wrote the lyrics and then sent them to Tanya, who wrote the melody and the instrumental break section, and then we all did our normal process of, of arranging it together. So we came up with a really rich, engaging arrangement for this corrido. And the corrido is an old style um, that probably is popular everywhere, but particularly northern Mexico and, and Texas and, and New Mexico. And um, It's songs that tell a story about something that happened and they're kind of like, some of them are really like newspaper articles and have lots of dates and info and some are more poetic. Um, and this one follows the, some of the old forms. Like they always start with the first verse is an introduction where it says, this one says, Vamos a cantar un corrido, aunque sea muy pobre aporte, a la lucha de muchos valientes aquí en un pueblo del norte. And then it goes on to say the year, año del, del 1980. Um, and that's something you see a lot of in corridos. They start, they say, we're now going to sing this song, and this is what the song is, what year it took place, and then often the singer will make an uh, apology for, aunque sea muy pobre aporte, this is a very small contribution to this struggle, you know? Or saying, like, please forgive me if I forget the words, or if I leave anything out of the story. Um, and then it also ends with the despedida, which a lot of, a lot of corridos end with something that says, this is now the end of the song. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one is telling the story. It was inspired by the work that the Three Sisters Collective uh, led and organized of uh, people from Santa Fe working to try to save the multicultural mural, which is downtown where the Vladim Contemporary Museum now is. Um, and yeah, really got people together and we're doing a lot of work uh, that the state hadn't done to kind of see that the, the, mu the, the mural could be restored and saved and that people, you know, they did a lot of like public polls that the, the, the state's art and culture department hadn't done um, to see that actually people of Santa Fe wanted this mural to stay. And it is particularly meaningful because it was by this uh, Chicano muralist, uh, Gilberto Guzman, that, you know, it's like a style that is really um, you know, came out of the the Chicano rights movement, also Mexico, and, and is a really, you know, powerful element of New Mexico culture, and represented the the voice and this vision, this beautiful artistic vision of, of 
people who have lived in Santa Fe for many generations, which downtown Santa Fe, if you if you're listening to this and you don't know, it's it's you know, uh, really driven by tourist economy now. And you know what once was you know a small village, and that was where people came and and went to stores and and did all their business. Now it's like mainly tourism, and this is a you know very kind of mega multi-million dollar contemporary art museum um, that that displaced that that mural. It was kind of the, one of the few um, remaining voices of traditional peoples of Santa Fe in that particular uh, neighborhood. And it was, to me, as a musician who plays this music, I was talking about, you know, we get to learn a lot about um, the role that that traditional music and dances have played in New Mexico, and and it was really cool because this artist portrayed the center of his piece is a baile, this big outdoor dance, um, with you know playing the violins, and you see all the people dancing together, and he's, I interpret that kind of as this vision of how people come together and can face the future and kind of take responsibility for things together and saying we we you know these all these elements from different backgrounds he showed the train he showed the corn mother of indigenous spirituality the technology you know is one of these grand murals that tells so many stories but that you know we can bring all those things together and what we all share is the destiny of what's going to happen to us if we don't make the right decisions we're all going to pay the the consequences and that was there in the mural that that uh mm -hmm. got destroyed and it was so poetic that it was like the mural itself was showing us a better alternative. Um, so the song mentions that and and uh, talks about you know the the government in Santa Fe often really um, you know is is dependent on on tourism and on you know people who have whatever third and fourth homes and like uh, uh, people who are very high economic socioeconomic um, class. And and often doesn't really serve the the people who live here, um, but saying that instead of just arguing with them, look at the example that our ancestors gave these artists that that they created this beautiful vision, and that we can um, we can continue that that vision instead, and and just keep fighting in the right direction. So that's the name of the song, Madre de los Mesales. Yeah, yeah. The name it's named after the 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 corn mother that is at the kind of at the was at the center of the painting and it and uh they i think the part of the three sisters collectives um kind of work to raise awareness around it they had a uh, this cool poster of the corn mother was like holding her arms out and uh someone's painting over it and the bucket said whitewash so oh wow so yeah, so it, it it references that as long as you know there's a Santa Fe can be a playground for tourists who will come pay money. Um, people don't mind throwing throwing whitewash in the face of of something that was a pretty deep hope of our ancestors for how to live together and to to all continue to have a place. <laughs>
Thank you to Jordan Wax, Santiago Romero, Tania Nunez, and Karina Wilson for sharing their music and context around it. If you missed the first part of the conversation, during which they share their work in uncovering, learning, and performing traditional northern New Mexico music, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Look for Where We Meet, a production of the Taos Center for the Arts. Where We Meet comes from Taos Center for the Arts in Taos, New Mexico, and is supported by the Northern Rio Grande National Heritage Area. Producers include Chelsea Reedy, Alice Morillon, and Anna Forster-Smith. On Where We Meet, we share conversations from New Mexico and beyond. Thanks for listening. Be well. Thank you.